Hello readers, welcome back to another episode of the A History of Crows podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about one of my favorite books of this year, which is Orlando. Orlando? I don't know how to pronounce this in English, actually. In Portuguese, I was just say Orlando by Virginia Woolf. And I had read, uh, had read uh, two other books by Virginia Woolf before this one but this one was my favorite so far like the best and this book actually makes me want to pick up other stuff by her because of how much i loved it um i think it was in 2018 that i read uh to the lighthouse i didn't really like to the lighthouse at the time uh, it was very complicated i read it for a, for a class i had to write a paper on it i mean i did it managed to get an A, get an A, or like a 10 out of 10, so that's something, but I really, I I didn't really love the book, and then in 2020, I read um, A Room of One's Own, which was nice, there were some things I liked better than others, but it was still like, I gave it like a three star, so it was like average, I didn't love it, but Orlando, Orlando was just something else. And that's why I wanted to make an episode. I read this a while back. It was in July. And oh my god, it was so good. Um, there's a movie also. And in the movie, Orlando's played by Tilda Swinton, which is just chef's kiss. You know, it's so good. It's so good. I love everything about this book. I, I still think they could make like a limited series. There's so much to explore about this novel. And basically what drove me to pick up Orlando was uh, a couple of days before, a couple of weeks actually before, uh, it was Pride Month because I read this book in July, so it was Pride Month back in June. And I discovered that Virginia Woolf was actually queer, which is somehow a fact that eluded me. And it's shocking that it did, you know, because like I said, I read books by her and like I knew, you know, her as an author, but apparently not enough because I I just didn't know that she was queer and then after I searched a little bit about that I went to find out uh, what Orlando was about and so basically like what I even wrote in my review was like imagine you're a woman and you have a lover that is also a woman whom you love so much like you love this woman so much that you decide to write a book about this person and this book that you write features a main character that, that is a man who becomes a woman and lives for over 300 years. This is what Orlando is about, essentially. And I, I follow um, a page that posts a uh, little bit snippets of things Virginia wrote uh, on the date. Like, for example, the date is like July 17. And you, they post a little bit of what she wrote on that day, a letter to someone, or a page of her journal, something like that. And a lot of these writings are addressed to Vita Sackville West, which is the woman who inspired Orlando. And like she even calls her Orlando, like, oh my god, I cannot with this love story. I cannot with this love. There is a movie. I need to see this movie. That is, I think the name is Virginia and Vita or Vita and Virginia, something like that. I need to see that movie. Like, this is just peak content for the gays. <laughs> but seriously, though, it was so. I, I was completely 
enthralled by this story. And then after I discovered that Virginia was actually queer, um, I went to my local library and I found Orlando at the shelves and I felt like it was faded, you know, like I was meant to read because I had searched, I saw what it was about. I was like, wow, this is so intriguing. I want to read this. And then I took this book home. I, I borrowed it from the library and I started reading the same night. Like from the first 50 pages, I was totally hooked in. Like I was just in awe with this novel. And there were three things that made this experience, like the reading experience, one of the best reading experiences of this year. And like I said, uh, reading experience is not just um, like concrete things about the book itself, but the way I feel. And I felt so great reading um, Orlando. And so the first thing I really loved was writing. Um, like I said, I don't really, I didn't really like To the Lighthouse, but like it's been a while, four years to be precise, so I don't remember that well, but I do remember that, that it was very heavy on the stream of consciousness, which is a characteristic of Virginia Woolf and her writing. But I remember that with the To, to the Lighthouse, it was a little bit tiresome at points with the stream of consciousness. and. With Orlando, you know, there are many layers of interpretation that I know I haven't grasped. Like, this is a type of book that I can totally see myself rereading in the future and absorbing different things. And I think this is one of the great things about certain books that you can have this experience of reading again and seeing in a different way and discovering more things and peeling new layers. That's something that it really excites me about literature in general. And I just adored the writing style. Like it felt, it flew by. I didn't even see, I was never tired. I, I, I was never dull. It was a, a writing that kept me constantly, not, not like on the edge of my seat, because it's not, not a thriller, but, but on, it kept me wanting more. It kept me glued to the page. It kept me intrigued. And I appreciate that so much because if you've, if you've listened to any of the episodes I've put out this year and me talking about my reading experiences of this year, I've generally had some ups and downs, you know, periods that nothing flows or I pick up a bunch of books and I start like five books and none of them click with me. So when a book does, I really value it because I know how important, how rare actually it is to connect with a book at this level and to feel this captivated by the writing and by the story that's been told. And the second thing that I really loved about this book is obviously, obviously the main character, Orlando. I was so invested in their journey. I'm not going to use this, this pronoun because, like I said, they begin as a man. And after uh, some time, like they, they live a, a lot of time, a lot of years as a man and then they become a woman so it changes it's really nice it, it changes i love the way this works and it's like it's not it's not it's like a sort of a mystical thing like if i'm not wrong um they are like in some place i don't know if it's budapest or something like that and it's kind of even messy this the, the, the writing at this point with describing there's sort of like a festival something with like witches would what would be witches and then they turn him into a woman and it's so crazy but it works so well and like like, like the focus is not how he became it the focus is just that, that he did you know 
and this book is only like 240 pages. It was not nearly enough. I could read about Orlando's life forever. And also, it was such um, a, a clever way. Like, this book reminded me, I'm gonna have to say it, okay? This book reminded me of the, a certain book called The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, which if you follow me for a while, if you've listened to some episodes, you know that I hate that book. And basically, uh, for a person who lives 300 years and even becomes uh, changes gender throughout that time, uh, essentially, Orlando gave me everything that Addie promised and more. So much more. Like everything that I wanted or could have dreamed that Addie would be, I got in Orlando. And Orlando is such a delightful, complex, layered and thoughtful character. I was so enthralled by everything they did and their whole life. Like the, the whole journey of their life is amazing. And I loved reading about it. And, and and it's like 300 years, so we begin in a very different time, you know. And the book goes and it ends like at the time which was the book was written which i think it was like 1917 the 1920s essentially and like i could easily see it coming to this i mean in the movie actually um it comes into up into the 90s because it's when the movie was shot i think it was 92 1992 and like i don't know i don't know i just i feel so much emotional attachment to orlando as a character and that was really that was really great about this reading experience and the third thing that made the reading experience so good was that this book was actually outside of my comfort zone because it, it is like i don't know if it's, it can be called literary fiction per se i mean it's classic let's just say classic it has a touch of like literary fiction, but I think it's just let's just say it's, it's a classic. But like Virginia Woolf has a very particular writing. I mean, classics tend to have uh, difficult writing and different different storytelling than what we're used to in contemporary. So that in itself, it's sometimes a challenge. But uh, for some reason, like when I was reading Orlando, it just felt like a breath of fresh air. It felt thought-provoking, engaging, and a beautiful writing that was hard to read, but not like impassable. It was, it was what made me going to keep reading, reading into the wee hours of the night. Like I kept reading into way past my bedtime, and like I didn't want to stop. And this concept is just so amazing that the concept, this concept, sorry, the concept of this book is so amazing, and I get why this book is. Uh, used like in gender studies courses and stuff like I love the way Wolf was able to discuss gender sexuality and time like time is something that's very present in her in her works it is present as well into the lighthouse and I know that it's present in the waves which is I want to read the waves next like if I have to choose a book by her I want to read the waves and also um what's it called a miss dalloway also the time because it's yeah, the, the book is set in on a single day so time is something very present in her themes of her novels but particularly here like we have the time and then gender sexuality and like this book was written in oh i uh, it was written in 1928 so it wasn't 17 i'm sorry and 
I just feel like so much admiration for this woman to have written this novel in 1928. Like the power she has, how intelligent she is, like a genius and so ahead of her time. It's just something that I'm speechless. Like that's why she's one of the best readers of like literature, like world literature in general. Uh, because really she, she earned that title. Uh, she's so clever and there was like the writing was mesmerizing so many so many things that she writes and that you just have to like stop for a while to absorb and like to think let it sink in what you just read and it's a type of writing that for example like uh shirley jackson which is another writer that i really love it's a type of writing that you know each word was carefully thought of like nothing feels um like it's missing something or too much it feels exactly precise like it's a it's a work of a minutiate in the writing itself and i just know i just appreciate this type of writing a lot it makes me really think about like what was the writing process like you know and how did she came came up how did she came up with this book i mean seriously like i said imagine that you love a woman so much that you create like the book to sort of like celebrate her and you create this beautiful character and this beautiful backstory like like basically this is like a a love letter to vita sackville west like my dudes what is this who does that you know who does this this is incredible and the only thing i didn't love not love like but but i felt a little rushed was the ending um i i, I kind of wanted a little just a little more not not much but just a little bit more just to wrap it up but like i just enjoyed the whole thing so much that i just i really don't care about this aspect of the ending like i ended up giving it a five star and a favorite because this book this book made such an impact on me that it cannot it cannot not be a favorite because it left a mark in me. I I literally told everyone about this book, all of my friends, and I was like, please, can someone read this? No one has read it yet. But I just, I, I, I need people to talk about this book. I, I just, I feel very, very like, ugh, it's so good. And I've just, my brain has been like, when I finish reading it, my brain was just like 24/7 non-stop thinking about it and i after i read i watched the movie and i do recommend that you ri- read the book first and then the movie after because i was watching it uh with my mother and she was a bit confused with some stuff and i wasn't because i had read so i think especially like the first half maybe of the movie the first the first quarter of the movie maybe it's a little bit dense if you haven't read the book but the movie has such a beautiful 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 cinematography the the there's like a the tone of the colors and like obviously like the scenery the clothes everything is so beautiful and like tilda swinton you know like tilda swinton but everything is so beautiful and i i just love i just love how like Tilda plays Orlando even as a man and as a woman and that works so well like 
I'm obsessed with this whole concept. I'm obsessed with this whole thing. This book is like peak, the peak quality of what literature has to offer. <laughs> I'm really being a fangirl of Virginia Woolf right now, but I just love this book so much. I recommend it like 100%. It's one of the best things I've read this year. Like, I, I know like when I release um, the episode at the end of the year, like commenting on the best, the best of the best of what I read, I know Orlando's gonna be there right at the top because this was so good. <laughs> Anyways, um, this was my ramble slash love letter to Orlando. <laughs> um, maybe I've convinced you to pick it up. Maybe you've just read before and want to know what I thought. Anyways, if you've listened this far, thank you so much. And I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.